This is Jerry Kay's Journal. Thank you very much for joining me. I often visit the Mill Valley Library for their extraordinary lectures and events. One caught my eye, having to do with the Living New Deal. I was intrigued, and the lecture was terrific. According to its website, the Living New Deal aims to inventory, map, and publicize the achievements of the New Deal and its public works across all 50 states. The New Deal was Franklin Roosevelt's effort to address the Great Depression. Its accomplishments were many, including the 1935 Social Security Act and many agencies that benefited the public and provided jobs for the American worker. Here are a few examples. The Public Works Administration, the Civilian Conservation Corps, the Civil Works Administration, the Rural Electrification Administration, the Tennessee Valley Authority, and the Federal Art Project. And in an effort to remind us of what the people of this country actually accomplished during this period, the Living New Deal project was created. I think what the New Deal ultimately is about was a, a, a great expansion of the concept of the public as opposed to the private. Gray Brecken is the project scholar of the Living New Deal, which is based at the University of California at Berkeley's Department of Geography. And this comes from the personalities of Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. They were both Hudson River aristocrats, but they were imbued with a sense of noblesse oblige, and that was largely through their Christianity. They were practicing rather than professing Christians. It, they believed that it was their duty to help those less fortunate, and economically most people were. Harvey Smith is a project advisor, and he's also president of the National New Deal Preservation Association. And I think another hallmark of the New Deal was it really was comprehensive public policy. This was fully articulated by FDR in his 1944 State of the Union Address, which is referred to as the Second Bill of Rights speech, where he posited there's civil rights, but in addition we need economic rights, that everyone has a right to a job, to housing, to education, and health care. And I'm convinced that if he would have lived through that fourth term, we wouldn't be talking Obamacare, Trumpcare, or whatever. The American people would have gotten some kind of national health program. Barbara Bernstein is the project's public arts specialist, and she's also created the New Deal Art Registry website. Imagine what it was like in the 1930s during the Depression when people were frightened and didn't know what was going to happen and Washington seemed so far off that one day somebody would turn up in your small town and say, I've been sent by the government to paint a mural about your town. And it would be a one-of-a-kind work of art, and it would be there for you to encounter every day. I think it was incredibly important in knitting the country together during a time when things very easily could have fragmented. Barbara says that the various art programs were designed as relief programs to support artists. It was a, a relief program. It was designed to create work for out-of-work artists. It enabled them to keep being artists. Secondly, it was designed to beautify public places. So in that sense, it was a kind of an infrastructure project, as much of the New Deal was. But I think the third thing that most people don't credit enough is that it was designed to really change the place of art in American life. 
It was designed to help create a sort of a new indigenous democratic American art that wasn't European, that wasn't confined to museums, that wasn't aristocratic. You didn't have to pay museum admission. You didn't have to get dressed up to go see it. It was in your post office, in your library, when you were sitting in a hospital waiting room, there was a piece of art that was about you. It was about your town. It was that American life was important enough to be memorialized. If you'd like to learn more about the Living New Deal and the art created during that period, the Living New Deal website is a beginning point. Gray Brecken. The center point of it, I suppose, is the map, which is constantly growing. So you can go to anywhere, not just in the United States, but the territories at that time, such as Puerto Rico, and find out what was done for them. You can open up each of the sites and learn about them. The map at this point is approaching 16,000, and people think that's impressive, but we know that there are hundreds of thousands to go, possibly millions, actually, when we start adding in things that were done by the Civilian Conservation Corps. We're constantly learning and being fed information. Here's Harvey Smith's perspective about the website. You know, I think of it as kind of a wonderful rabbit hole. That, that I, I, I say this as an advisory, because you, you'll fall down this wonderful rabbit hole. It's something, it, it's not like Alice's, it, you know, it's it's, it's not fantasy, it's not utopian, it's not futuristic. The New Deal actually happened. It's an amazing voyage of discovery. Whatever your interest, you know, it could be art, it could be music, it could be sports, because we didn't talk about the democratization of sports, housing. And Barbara says that we are lucky in the Bay Area where we can see a lot of New Deal art. San Francisco has many. The San Rafael Post Office has a beautiful mural. And in San Francisco, you have, of course, the famous ones at Coit Tower, at Rincon Center, the Beach Chalet. But there are murals in hospitals, in elementary schools. There's a beautiful sculpture of Florence Nightingale in front of Laguna Honda Hospital. And luckily, because of the projects that we've all been working on, it is now possible to see where they are and go visit them. You can see New Deal movies, you can see bibliographies, you can see the inclusion pages about how it helped people. What I come away with is a very different view of the Depression. What I've learned from it is that even in the darkest time as that was, there was optimism because there was inspired and compassionate leadership. To learn more, you can visit livingnewdeal.org and newdealartregistry.org. My thanks to Gray Brecken, Barbara Bernstein, and Harvey Smith. I also want to thank the Mill Valley Library for providing a space for this interview, and please remember to subscribe to my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Jerry Kaye.